0: Hello, welcome to Pod. it's Wednesday the 28th of September, my name's Ben, on the line is Andrew, how is the international break treating you?
1: It's boring isn't it, let's be honest, it's, it's, like, it's quite a boring, yeah, um, I, I was doing, I'm doing an article up now for Dan Blaze. I'm trying to get it in for tomorrow, and I realised that I think we played four matches last month, or well, this month.
0: United, it's three yeah. isn't it, is
1: its it just three? I, I thought, oh yeah, because I've included Reading, because so I missed that out on the last one, so it will be three, yeah.
0: So, yeah, 100% record.
1: 100% record, three away games. But yeah, so
0: I, I, it's just incredible how little we've played. Yeah, well, we'll buckle up, because <laughs> <laughs> the next few months are going to get busy, I think. Yes. Um, so obviously no no game to talk about of, uh, of United's men's team. Although well, I should say uh I think you were out with me but i I really enjoyed watching uh, United women this weekend came back from uh two mm. nil down at lewis to uh to draw two two very nearly uh, nicked it in the end as well yeah I saw the highlights actually on that yeah proper exciting game i i really uh, i i miss unfortunately the the eight nil wasn't streamed so i didn't get to see that um and yeah i well, i could have gone to it i suppose but I had other things that day but um yeah really uh just is, their games have been really open and end to end so far mm-hmm. so yeah well done to them coming back from 2-0 down. Um but yeah no no blades match to talk about. So instead we are going to uh review what's what's working and what's not working in the early mm. stages of the season which is it's kind of a way of saying like what's going better than expected and what might sort of potentially level off or bring us down to earth a little bit uh yeah. in the coming weeks. But yeah before we get to that I guess just quick Roundup of internationals. It's not been a, um, it's not been a bad little break for a lot of our players, haven't we? And I, I, I suppose let's start with the one negative, which is that it sounds like Ahmed Hodzic has joined the the walking wounded at Sheffield United. Yeah, Although,
1: I mean, we've we no one really. We've heard nothing official about this, so I'm still hoping against hope that it's just some sort of mistranslation or something from yeah. uh, the Bosnian FA. But it, yeah, it, it sounds like he's our witch again it's bizarre that last season we had no strikers and now we've got no defenders <laughs>
0: it's just they all seem to come in the same position rather than just like at least spread it out <laughs> yeah indeed well i'll let's get to what we potentially do there when we talk uh, talk about the Birmingham game at the towards the end of this podcast but yeah we we'll still wait and see i guess um Heckin Bottom's press conference will be tomorrow because there's not been any uh well obviously no official word on it but also um from united side that is none of the local media has done anything apart from regurgitate what the Bosnian FA put out, which was a... And
1: we're not even going to know when Bottom talks, let's be honest, are we? I mean, unless it's something really bad when he'll say, yeah, he's out for a year. Um, we, <laughs> he'll either just say, well, we'll see what happens. I don't think he'll just like say, oh, yeah, he's fit, or mm. I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, it's a massive blow, that. It wouldn't be so big, I think, if if uh, Kieran Clark or Jackie Robin, Jack Robinson were fit. Mm. But the fact that they're not... You know, because Basham's a fantastic... You can't ask for a better replacement than Basham for him for that right-hand side, but, I mean, we'll come on to him and we might play and stuff, but we might be back to Kai Gordon, which is incredible, really.
0: Yeah, indeed. Basham is good, but unfortunately, there's only one of him. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. We need, we, we'll need two of him if uh, if <laughs> Almanacic is out. We, you never know. We might get lucky. It might be, might be one of those international break injuries. Where, mm-hmm. I mean, even the... the tweet or whatever from the Bosnian FA said four weeks out which is like a weirdly specific thing for them to put yeah. out I should say um, yeah. but at least if that is the case then well two weeks of it we haven't had a game anyway so it mm-hmm. uh, could be worse but let's see. Um, Brewster two goals for the under 21s Jebison scored for the under 20s John Egan scored twice for Ireland
1: What when is One more a header, we're a header. Hold Unbelievable the front page. Yeah Uh, I think that's what, I think he scored two goals for us in two and a half, well not two and a half seasons, two and a quarter seasons, so I don't think he scored in the final Premier League season, No. so um, yeah, two and a quarter seasons um, and he scored just as many for Ireland in two games in a week.
0: (laughs) I was absolutely astonished when I looked at how many caps he has won for Ireland and it's like, I think it's 27 or 28 or something Mm. now. I was like, how has this guy not played 100 times for Ireland? (laughs) I mean, we obviously joke about it all the time. Like, every single time Ireland are playing, he plays every single minute, regardless of opposition or how injured he is or anything like that. But I honestly thought he would have... I, I, I thought he would have 50 or 60 caps by now. But, yeah, it turns out they're just... All for us, it seems. Yeah. Um, Baldock played a couple of games. Berger played a couple of games. Uh, Doyle and Kadra and McAtee, all for the number 21s as well. Mm-hmm. And Jai got a few minutes for Senegal. Uh, I think it was a handful of minutes.
1: I think four minutes overall, which is good. Uh, it's not for him, but it's yeah. good for us. And obviously, Berger playing, I think it might have been Danny Hall today, who, or might have been Jai, I can't remember it was, who tweeted out, would you rest Berger because he's played two full 90 minutes? Is this the time, obviously, with such a, as you said, such a huge amount of games coming up? Is this the time that you think, mm, you know, we, we can maybe play Kadra there or McAtee or someone like that? That'd be interesting.
0: Mm, indeed. Uh, Norton Davis, two games for Wales. And uh, mm. until I hear his name said out loud, I'm not 100% sure on the pronunciation, but uh, I think it's Sash si Sashdev, who's one of our yeah. under-18 yeah, yeah, players. Yeah. Uh, played both games for the England under-18s as well. So, yeah, a nice... Uh, a nice. We seem to have more internationals than I can remember, to be honest. Maybe when we are in... No, I bet there's more now than when we were in the Premier League. I don't remember having like youth, that many youth internationals. Uh, so I'm going back to Warnock's days here, sorry.
1: It's a really good shout, that, yeah. I can't think of one now. Obviously, Warnock, well, Tong and Jagielka, and I think Montgomery in the Scotland, were B team or whatever it were. On, uh, but yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, we'd love... it, obviously, when they brought seven subs on for England, so I watched the England 21 game yesterday, and... Um, and obviously three of them are ours, and he's get, you know, all these <laughs> cheers coming in and stuff. But yeah, we didn't go. We should probably say that we didn't go to that. Um, our, our mate Eggy went, and our mate Deb Bat went, and uh, both said it was pretty rubbish. <laughs> so we made the right decision there, to be honest. But
0: <laughs> possibly, yeah, I did, I did. I watched a bit of it uh, on 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 TV, but that were it. Um, I just want to mention good pinch off Twitter for rounding up all those internationals for me, so I could just. Read his nice tweet enough. rather than writing them all down myself. Yeah, so. just on
1: Sander Berger, about that. way, I, I, obviously I used to get um, view from from the international, but it just obviously we've got that many now. Hmm. it'll take me all day and, and not enough people read it for me to warrant doing <laughs> you know spending <laughs> up all night trying to translate Bosnian or whatever um, but someone did get uh, a lot of quotes from Sander Berger, and it sounded like he had an absolute stinker against uh, Serbia mm. uh,
0: I was
1: lots yeah I, I think you were at fault for, the, for one of the goals anyway and um, yeah a lot of their fans just furious that how said he looked languid and slow and unfit, but he played a left-sided defensive midfielder. So,
0: yeah, don't don't do that. If there's one thing we've yeah. seen with uh, of the last couple of what, two and a half years of burger, don't do mm-hmm. that. That's not his best position at all. Yeah. Um One last bit of uh, semi-related news before we get into the the meat of the podcast. Uh One of my preseason predictions is is <laughs> up in smoke. I. Every year we do we do a bold pre-season prediction. I, I can't remember what yours was off the top of my head. I think was no, it, I can't. Was it? it might yeah. have been the five subs one that five subs was going to. Oh yeah, that really would... change. Yeah, football. not really, not really uh, seeing that. It's, so it's, far, it's early but... days. That's uh, yeah. You know, it's a full season, but mine uh, mine exploded yesterday or the day before, <laughs> uh, which was Watford to keep their manager all the way through the season. He lasted ten games and they've sacked him off. Rob Edwards is gone and uh, Slaven Bilic is the new man. It's just... Four managers. Four managers in 2022. It's, it's
1: going to be a, a competition, isn't it? Um, who's going to have, have a more Watford managers or more prime ministers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: In one year, I'm not sure. but yeah,
0: well, I guess it's only it, September. I mean, <laughs> there's every chance there could be a, a I, fifth manager. Realistically,
1: point. four. I, I just I can't believe it. It's just, I, 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 you want them to fail. And I think everyone in football outside of Watford fans want them to fail. Nothing against Watford whatsoever in the fans or anything like that. but. You want someone to be that. If something's that short termism, you want it to not work because you want to feel, feel like there's some sort of thought and some sort of skill in getting a team promoted, basically. And Watford just seemed to just sack managers until, well, it's forever.
0: <laughs> but the, I think the key point, and I, I guess you, this is sort of what you're saying, not to put words in your mouth here, but um, the frustration is that it actually does work for yeah. them. Yeah. So since, I, I looked this up since. Uh, uh, Pozzo or Pozzo became the um, the sole owner in 2014. They've spent two years outside the Premier League, Watford, and they won automatic promotion in both seasons. Obviously, mm. this is a a, a a third one, if you like. So we'll, we'll see how this one ends. But this, like, I don't know, etch a sketch approach to managers—you know, just shake it, or oh, they. I don't like this. Just shake, give it a shake, and start again. Yeah, and this it is where you wanted to, it to fail
1: you want it to fail eventually you want you want to say that, that there is some sort of skill and there's some sort of thought process and and there's a there's a method Behind successful teams, and not just we'll just sack everyone. (laughs) like lose a couple of games in a row, and it's bizarre because obviously they started out when when they appointed them. They were like, "Right, it's a new change." I don't know if you've seen the the statement from the board. Yeah, no, I did.
0: That's. I mean, that was that was what that was the root of my prediction was like they're actually are making noises about having a different approach now,
1: long term, and obviously they've got our ex manager.
0: <laughs> Slaven Bilic is new. <laughs> yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> there has been a non, a, a greater than zero number of United fans who uh, have clearly mistaken Slaven Bilic and Slavisa yeah. Um Who, <laughs> all right, the first four letters of their first names are the same, but the surnames <laughs> definitely aren't. They're not even from the same country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it sort of begs the follow-up question: Do these people think we were actually managed by Bilic last season? I.e., the yeah. the guy who managed Croatia and is like on on BBC's international coverage loads. But... I saw someone say something like, "Oh,
1: that's typical United." Our ex-manager's going to take him. Up. It's like, "Who?
0: <laughs> Dave Bassett?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> very confusing. But I mean, they're they're not even doing that badly. Watford, are they? They're like tenth or something? I no, I expect them to be up there, as, as, as top six like or squad. something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Pedro signed a six-year contract which I imagine probably mm. suggests he's more likely to be off in a weird way yeah. in January I think that's what I saw that anyway I don't think he's gonna be there for six seasons I think he's more
0: let's just get as much money as we can for this guy I think you're probably right yeah um I don't feel any differently about their chances what I expect them I expected them to be in the playoffs mm. uh you know regardless of whether they made this managerial change uh maybe Bilic will be better for them I don't know um but We'll see. I think well, oh, it's if, just- if it's
1: not, it'll be out of a job by December. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good point, good point. Right, let's get into the uh the main bit of this podcast. So I'm yeah, even though I've had ten days to think about it, the best title I could come up with is is What's Working and What's Not. So we're gonna tick off a few things that are going better than expected this season that are like underpinning the fact we're at the top of the league. And then also a few things that are may either not working or are a possible concern like this is a a bit of a red flag that could see our form potentially tail off in the coming months yeah. not to be too you know bring bring the mood down or anything but I I like to try and be rational about these things so um yeah in terms of what's working i mean uh, or what's going better than expected i, I think probably the headline is Ollie McBurney would you say so
1: yeah i think him and Norrington Davis are the two players so far this season where McBurney far more by the way but they're the two players this season have got to a level which I didn't think they'd get to certainly not this season anyway
0: yeah and I guess just to round out the context of this like we both think we have a good squad we thought that coming into the season mm. but there were obviously unknowns about certain things that had us do that sort of best case and worst case scenario well these are the things that have kind of pushed us towards the best case I guess is some of the things we're going to list here and yeah one, and we We'd completely written him off. Um, he's got his fourth goal against Preston. He is in the so up to do a attack contribution stat, which is um, non penalty shots and chances mm-hmm. created added together. And he's in the ninety seventh percentile in the entire championship now. He's top ten for goals per night, top ten for xG per night, which is arguably a a better sign for him; it means he's impacting the game more. Yeah, uh, top five for shots per night as well. I, he's, he's getting into goal scoring chances and getting shots at goal. That's massive. Like he, he is playing like one of the best five or six strikers in the division right now. And yeah, uh, and by right now I mean in these first ten games of the season, where obviously he didn't play for the first three or four. That's it's huge. He's yeah. he is our number one striker. He's I, our number I, nine. Yeah, number <laughs> nine. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think this would happen. I thought best case scenario would be our you know, fourth best striker th- at yeah. this stage of the season.
1: I thought, yeah, I didn't expect him to
0: be fit at this stage of the season,
1: to be mm. fair, because obviously he would running around <laughs> the city ground with a with a pot on uh, last time we saw him. So I didn't think he'd be be fit. Um, it's really bizarre when you think back to when he came on against Middlesbrough and we drew 2-2 and the stick he got, which were,
0: were unfair. It wasn't warranted. I think we said that at the time. We yeah. were really like, oh, you know, it's... It's so typical, isn't it? McBurnie comes on and we do badly, but he didn't actually do badly.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't a great performance from him um, and we were thinking, oh, here we go. And I picked Brewster to be top goal scorer. You picked Sharp to be top goal scorer. We'll probably both change that now, I, th- I think, to McBurney if he can stay fit at least. And, uh, you know, credit to him. It's been... I don't think... I'm not going to apologise for saying I thought you were finished here because we had, it was two seasons, two full seasons of him playing really, really bad. And then... He got his goal against Luton, and to be fair, even against Blackburn, I thought he had a really, really good game. I know he missed a mm-hmm. lot of chances, and and we said even in that game, if he carries on playing like that, he's offering us something. But well, he's still playing like that, and now he's giving us goals as well. If this were it's a, again cliches coming in, but if it were a new signing, we'd be delighted with this thought.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a massive bonus as far as I'm concerned. Like you know, and such a low baseline for what I expected out of him, and he's. Yeah, as I said, he has been our best striker so far. Yeah, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't class in Jai as a striker. I think although no McBurnie's statistically ahead of him in everything, but goal scored and I mean, it's
1: almost. I mean, it's, this
0: probably the wrong term to use is frustrating, but
1: it is almost frustrating that I feel like Bruce is playing really well. I know he's not mm. scored yet, but uh, I think he, in the games that he started and the games that he's come on, he's really contributed, and you. We this time last season, or well halfway through last season, we were like, oh, we haven't really. If Billy Sharp's not fit, we've got no one. Mm. Now we've got Brewster, sort of bursting, you know, really wanting to 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 come into it and and arguably deserving a place alongside McBurnie, but then he can't because there. It's really really good problems to have and uh, to have both of them. It's obviously like you know forty million pounds worth of strikers or whatever. To have having both sort of re-fa- you know rediscovering some sort of form is fantastic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned him there, and we've talked about him. Like I feel like on every, certainly <laughs> on the last three or four podcasts. But uh, Nori and Davies taking a a really impressive step forward yeah. so far, as well as another a big plus. Not only uh, a left wing back bucket, but a left centre back as well. I mean, I think we talked about it at the start of the season as like he could do that, but it's probably mm. not what you want. You know, we we don't want to get into a situation where he's having to play left centre back. Yeah, but yeah. Right now, I've I've got no issue with that at all. Apart from the fact we've got no one to play left wing back if he That's uh, it. Yeah. if he plays there. But yeah, I,
1: even, I forgot Max Lowe were injured because I was thinking that oh, you know, it's uh, it's a shame that Stevens is out and Osborne's out because you could play Max. Then I was thinking, oh, Max Low as well. I could, you know, forgot about mm. him. So there's only Norton Davis sort of fighting that fight on the left hand side, really, and he played the last two games for Wales, by the way, at left centre-back. Um, mm. So I do wonder if that's where, you know, most coaches see his final position, if you like, going forward. Um, I, Again, another player that I didn't think would step up to this level. I were hoping that he'd step up because we saw that performance against Forrest in the playoffs mm. where he was fantastic and you think, you know, if he can carry that form on, I think he's even been better than that. That performance, oh, yeah. to be honest. And I, if you had to do my top five players now, he'd, he'd definitely
0: be in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's... Pretty impressive dribbling stats so far from him as well. In our in our squad, he's second only to Berger in uh, number of carries per ninety minutes, oh, okay. and only to uh, second only to armand Odzic in uh, how far he actually progresses the ball up the pitch.
1: And it's in the- interesting. Before I forget, actually, last uh, the beginning of the season when we did our preseason pod, I think we both said that we a good side can probably get away with a fairly weak area, and we pin- pinpointed left left wing-back as a weak area, thinking Norrington-Davis, Lowe and Stevens, But Lowe were really good, and Norrington-Davis is so far one of the best left wing-backs in the league. So that is a that is an area that I hope we're going to be solid enough to, for us to get by. And now it's, it's got to a point where it's, became, it's become one of our better areas.
0: Absolutely, and that is uh, why it is in this section of things that are going better than expected. Oh. Um, something else that has gone better than expected is... Uh, We didn't sell anyone that we didn't want to sell. Sander Berger's still here. John Egan I didn't really think was going anywhere. Same with Njai, to be honest. But, um, yeah, Berger staying Mm. is uh, an unexpected bonus. And, you know, he he certainly hasn't looked like a player who doesn't want to be here. (laughs) Either he's been held against as well. He's got got a goal in that first game after the end of the transfer window at Hull. And then, obviously... uh, it took a bit of a, a whack in setting up the second goal at Preston as well, but yeah, hanging on to him uh, is is again just a massive bonus.
1: I think I think it was a boost as well. I think it, in terms of morale, can you imagine if Sander Berger had gone on deadline day, as it looked like he were going to at one point? I think we would have all gone, ah, oh, you know, not not oh, that's the end of the season, but bit obviously bit of a dampener on what we achieved so far to keep him, and then obviously win the next three as well. You know, and him being pivotal mm. in in at least two of those games.
0: I, again, morale-wise, I think that would, that would were really important for us. Yeah, it's huge. Um, another one... Uh, that would, So we had this in our... I think this was in our best-case scenario for the season, uh, mm. and it was one of the first ones we picked out, and that was Illumin and Jai to play more minutes. I mean, last season, he was basically done after 60 minutes with yeah, Illumin and yeah, Jai. Yeah. Yeah. This season... So, played 78 minutes at Watford, 67 against Millwall, and then 81-74. He came off the bench for 25 minutes, scored two goals against Blackburn. 84-67, 90 minutes, 82-90 minutes. Yeah. And the output is obviously there as well in his, his goals yeah. and the single assist. But, it, I mean, that's that's exactly what we hoped to, to that's get out it. of him. Yeah, he's not playing 90 every week. I'm not,
1: I don't expect him to play 90 every week. Uh, he's, a, he's a creative player, and the, and the options that we've got on the bench does, means he doesn't have to play 90 yeah. every week. We're not relying on him. But the fact he's stepped up, and those numbers that you just reeled off are just normal numbers now. We're mm-hmm. not saying 66, 65, 64, 60. Cause that, that obviously looks like a problem when you just look at the bare numbers. Now, the, the numbers you've just said, they're just normal Player numbers, you know, 79, 90, coming off 10 minutes before the end here, coming on for 25 minutes here. And he, for me, he's been the best player this season for us.
0: Yeah, and I, I feel now when he's when he's taken off, it's because we're protecting him a bit. It's like, mm. you know, game game's done, essentially. Or yeah. he's, yeah, he's, he's not had a massive... Like the Swansea game, it just wasn't his best game. And we thought, let's chuck Brewster and Cadron instead and just yeah, try yeah, it yeah. on the counter. And so, that's
1: what I mean. It, it's good that we can do that as well because we do need to protect him because he is our best player, I think, anyway. Yeah. Um, and he is really important. And I, I just love, I think that's one of the one of the things, if you want to go into what's working, is we are, in my opinion, and people disagree, using the substitutes and the squad really, really well. I know mm. we've sort of kept to the same sort of team for the last number of weeks, but as we saw, Kadra came on, Brewster came on against Swansea, massive impact. And that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted. If we we're going to take these players off, the players who are coming on need to produce, and they are so far.
0: Yeah, it's a I think it was that Middlesbrough game again where we, we were. I'm pretty mm. sure it was that one. We were very yeah. critical of yeah, yeah, Bottom's yeah. subs. I think he only made one, maybe, and it was a really. I think
1: he brought McBurney on and he took Sharp off for Brewster because Sharp obviously got injured.
0: Yeah, he left Sharp on for like another 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah um, well. <laughs> really, really hot day, that as well, I remember. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, with Jack O'Connell wearing a hoodie. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: but since then, I, I do think, um, yeah, it's, it's been a, a really. Uh, smart use of substitutions all all the way through um, from that point on basically Um, Max Lowe being a positive I know he's injured at the moment and we'll we'll definitely get onto that as an elephant in the room uh, in a moment but yeah Max Lowe being far better than I expected um, Mm. for the, the time he was fit and yeah, hopefully we will see him after the World Cup, as in he's, he's ready to go as soon as football resumes. I mean, it's, mm. football resumes during the World Cup for us, right? It's like That's uh, right. I, I didn't
1: realise this myself. I was would, I would booking some just time. The group, just
0: the group stage that the uh, Championship is Yeah,
1: that's for. right. Cause I was booking some time off work. And I thought, I'll book the second round off. And, and I looked and it, I thought, oh, I've already booked. Why haven't I booked that? Oh, it's United like, That's why, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> And then I, I didn't realise. But yeah, we come back at the, I think it's the, I think we're at home to Huddersfield. On the day, England could be in the quarterfinals if they get through. But judging by England's latest performances, maybe not. But <laughs> Perhaps not.
0: Um, but yeah, another positive. I think Fodringham carrying on where he left off last season. Uh, massive, I think, this. Because mm. I think
1: we all... I was really high on, on Fodringham, and I think I put him like as our third most important player. But that were based on him carrying on that form. And I think we all have it in the back of the, our minds that he's never... He's never been a top championship goalkeeper in his career. I know he played for Rangers, but once they got to the Premier League, they pretty much shipped him off. And uh, and he's never been the number one at this higher level. So mm. for him to carry that form on, and he has carried it on. I think he's had one fairly dodgy game against Swansea, but even then he kept a clean sheet. Mm. Um, and some of the important saves he's pulled off. I mean, the Hull one's obviously the one that stands out, but even the Preston one, uh, when it was two 0 that goes in different game.
0: Yeah, he's, he's now fourth in the league in goals prevented. So XG on target uh, mm. minus the actual goals you've conceded, uh, despite facing uh, at least eight shots on target, less than anyone above him. So and, yeah.
1: he's, and he's the new Huddersfield Town manager. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what was yep. that guy's
1: name? Was it Matt uh, Fotheringham? I think he All is. Right. But I, I saw it straight away. I'm like, where's foot? Oh, All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, funnily enough, I saw a tweet that what, like it was a Watford. Tweet that they extended one of their youth players' contracts or I I this summer, yeah. and I genuinely thought it was their new manager. Like, even though I knew it was Billich in the back of my head, I was like, Yeah, they changed their mind already. Like, did I just misread <laughs> that Billich was their new manager? and all like that. I think Benjamin Bloom tweeted just all thinking about all the bad news, aren't you? <laughs> Ah, that, that was where yeah. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then one other one uh, this, this is my, my last one. Maybe you've got some others to chuck in as well, but if not, we can move on to the next bit. But uh, Bogle it sounds like he's closer to a return than we initially thought yeah uh or at least we hope he is and um yeah he adam davies uh and sharp all played for the under 21s the other day as well they only played a 45 minutes i think yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, i don't know if davies played the 90 minutes maybe
1: he might have played the 90 but the other two played 45 i think it probably is too much of an ask to expect him to come in on saturday Bowl oh, yeah. it's a massive squad this is it. Just him having, him having him in the squad will be massive for us. Again, for, for morale reasons, if nothing else, it's going to be interesting to see if Anel plays, obviously. But if he doesn't, I love the idea of it, if Bogle can get fit for maybe even the QPR game. You could even put Bogle at right wing back and Baldock at left wing back, and we already start looking a lot more solid.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that's, that's some good news that he's closer than, you know, in a. A season where we have been affected by injuries, to start getting some of these really mm. important players back, uh, is a big deal. Um yeah. should say Frankie Maguire uh played in that under twenty ones game as well. That was I think that's his first appearance since November. He's had a yeah. long term injury yeah. as well. So um yeah, that's that's great to see him involved uh back with the youth team. Any any other uh, things that you've got are going better than expected?
1: Ah, I could be here a long time if you think about it. Really, (laughs) how many things are going well? I think uh, Norwood's performances have gone absolutely back to the promotion season Mm. level. I think that's massive for us. He's he's so important to us. And I think he's... I mean, he was sort of getting there anyway towards the end of last season, but I think this season he has been fantastic. Um, I think Egan's come on, actually. I think Egan's been a lot more solid. I know he's made a couple of mistakes. I think I only gave him a 6 out of 10 last season overall. And I think uh, this season he's been pretty much solid on the whole, there's not much that's gone wrong, let's be honest, and obviously we've not even mentioned Anel as, as a signing, really. Yeah, true, I was, I
0: was just wondering whether I should have had him in here, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, I, I guess I guess I didn't have, I didn't I didn't know what to expect with him, that's quite a kind oh, of... Oh, I'll tell you another
1: place. one, uh, another good thing, another positive, is obviously Jordan, I miss have come on for as another player from the academy who made a debut, obviously kept a clean sheet and you'll always have that to say, even if he never plays again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, let's move on to the things that are not working. Or See you next week. (laughs) Or could be a possible concern. I do only have a few of these, but... I mean, the elephant in the room, as I think I said earlier. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Uh, It's... I I don't want to spend too long talking about this, because it's kind of depressing, but also kind of boring, I think. I think we've Mm. talked about it just at great length, with, with good reason, but... Unless players come back soon, and by players I'm, I'm thinking specifically that clutch of players who are nearing return, so Kieran yeah. Clark, Jack Robinson, Ender Stevens, Ben Osborne, it's, it's kind of a shame they all sort of play the same position really. Mm. But unless players come back soon, we probably are only one or two more injuries away from like really getting derailed, I think. And maybe Armad Odzic, it turns out, is one that kind of, the straw that breaks the camel's back a little yeah, bit and tips yeah. us over the edge. Yeah. Anything you want to say about this? I mean, it's, it's definitely this has gone worse than I thought it would. Yeah, I didn't even think we could with carry last on. season.
1: Yeah, I didn't think we could carry on the same as we did last season with the injuries, and and that's what's happened, just in a different area. As I said last season, we finished with no strikers, and I think we are one injury away going on. If Anel is injured, if Basham gets injured, or Egan gets injured, I, I don't know what we do. <laughs> I think we're going to have to play four at the back, and yeah. it's going to have to be Kyron Gordon coming in.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, and it's. It, it's just that there's no sign of these injuries stopping, is there? I mean, mm. it has become a bit of a, well, a darkly comic joke of like, you know, who are we going to lose this week? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't mention this earlier, but, uh, you know, there's reports that McBurney's got like a, yeah. a, I don't know, was it a groin strain or something? Mm. I can't actually remember. Yeah, um,
1: so they say they think it'll be bike, but again, yeah. yeah, it's another one. And it is the team comes out when you're waiting for the team to come out, and you do genuinely think. Which one wonder which one's injured this week? <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: and it's all manner of injuries. Obviously, it's not; they're not all happening in training. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and some of them are just totally weird injuries that you almost can't like predict or or manage
1: for. I think it's really easy, and I do it as well. When you get a new, a new a new injury, you say, "What are they doing in training? This needs to be sorted." But if you actually go through the injuries one by one, a lot of them have happened in games for a start, which is there's nothing yeah. you really can do about that. Fleck, obviously. Stevens obviously happened in a game. Uh Adam Davis when he were out happened in a game. Uh Billy Sharps happened in a game. Yeah. Uh there are another one. Uh I there another one, I can't remember now. We got. Jack Robinson obviously collided with Sander Berger in training. These are things that you can't the you know, the other injuries, if if those big incidents that had happened, we'd have had an all right injury list. You'd be looking at Osborne and Clark basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day, uh, you know it's not like we have an old you know like Sharp getting injured like mm. alright well he's 36 or whatever like, yeah. it's understandable you know Basham similarly is at that end, yeah, of, his, yeah, end yeah. of his career you know David McGoldrick injuries caught up with him last season mm. you look at our players like you know Brewster was 21 when he got that serious injury Bogle 20 yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing. We're not just getting injuries where, oh, they're out for
1: two weeks. You're like, they're out for three, four, five, six, seven months. <laughs> uh, and that that's what's incredible. Like, Kieran Clark, one week here, and I'm calling them because he, when he got injured, like, I'll be back next week, fair enough. Like, it's a long week, this hecking ball. What's going on?
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but I think he had a setback. I think he came back onto the grass
1: and he, he had a setback. I've not heard anything about Ben Osborne coming back.
0: Came back onto the grass for a week and, and uh... pierced his foot on a spike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and obviously, uh,
1: Jack Robinson should be back pretty much any time now if the three months thing were right in August. Yeah. So.
0: <clears throat> so another injury is obviously still a major concern, and I think we've we've said it before, but that is the that is the major thing that will derail us, I think, yeah. and and bring us down from being a promotion favourite, which we undoubtedly are at the moment. Down I've, to in a player.
1: If you could if you can say to me now, we are gonna get another three or four injuries from now to the end of the season that are not gonna be bad and all these players are gonna come back. I will I put genuinely put money on us getting promoted. That's how big of a thing I think this injuries thing is. I think if we don't go up it will almost certainly be down to injuries.
0: Yeah. I uh I agree wholeheartedly. Um another thing that a possible concern, this isn't like something I'm losing sleep over, but I feel and you sort of alluded to this earlier when you're saying about how we um you know we largely play the same eleven week to week. Mm. We haven't seen many depth players step up so far. So players who whose role is essentially a backup. We haven't seen many of them make an actual impact. So I I'm think Dan Jebison, uh McAtee, Koulibaly obviously got injured straight away, Osborne injured straight away, Kieran Clark injured straight away, Joe Robinson's injured we're going to need some of these to either come back or make a contribution at some point this season, I think, if we get more in, in, injuries. Um, yeah,
1: I think the argument against that is that Basham, obviously, is a backup now. Mm. And he, and he's come in and been played really well on that left-hand side. Uh, Max Lowe started as a backup. He came in and were fantastic as well. Billy Sharp is now a backup, but we all trust him mm. to come in. Brewster, another one. So I think those four... that and Kadra, obviously another one as well. Who's uh, they've all added, but I do, I do see a point of. There's, I mean, obviously Cavalli, Osborne, and Clark and Robinson have had very little chance to impress, have they? So.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't <clears> mean <throat> this as a criticism at all. I just think that's like a, you know, maybe maybe we're slightly overrating our strength in depth. I'm, I'm sort, of, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't totally believe this. I, I, I think Mcatee and Jebison are going to be. Uh, more than useful squad players for us Mm. this season. But um, yeah, I guess we're just not seeing it yet. The same with, you could also play, I mean, I think Bruce has been very good in his cameos, but you could also play a bit devil's advocate there and say like, right, well, you need to score some goals. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you might only be getting limited appearances, but you actually do need to stick one in the back of the net every now and again. Yeah. Um, I'm going to mention Doyle here as well, um, who is, and this is actually a positive in a way, uh, he is yet to contribute. I don't think he's got an assist yet. He might have got one from a set piece, but um, hasn't scored either. But underlying stats are very impressive and suggest that both of those are on the way. He's, um, he's fourth in our squad for shots per 90. Uh, he has the most chances created per night in our squad, and he's in the ninety third percentile in the whole championship in that attack contribution stat that I mentioned. So while you could sort of say, like, all right, he's looked good, but he hasn't really done anything yet the stats would suggest that doing something is going to happen quite soon in terms of goals yeah. and assists. So. Well, that's,
1: that's another area where I think is a possible concern is that central midfield area because obviously Fleck's out. Another one we forgot about. <laughs> Fleck obviously <laughs> injured as well. Um, and he if Doyle can't stay fit or... I mean, Doyle realistically is probably going to have to play almost every game in this massive stretch of games because Fleck's not going to mm. be available we don't want to put Sander Berger there, do
0: we, realistically? So, I think we'll rotate McAtee into there. Yeah, but, um, but Doyle will start as many games as he's capable of, I yeah, imagine. Yeah,
1: but I think that's the area where we are the shortest. I mean, Arblast is another one you could put in there, but mm. obviously we've not seen him. We're serving for a cameo against Hull, but that's that's the one area of the team where in even you know, even with injury, if the injuries came back, the injured players came back, I'd still be thinking, not sure about that, really, if, if Doyle... If Doyle's injured and Flex injured, we're, we're mm. then looking at Osborne.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, my other, my only other possible <coughs> concern, I guess, have been slightly outperforming our XG so far this season, mm. which maybe there's some regression to come. Not always. I mean, you know, generally, if you look at expected goals at the end of the season, the teams that finish in the top two uh, have outperformed their expected goals because they. Mm. Have extremely good finishes and extremely good defenders, extremely good goalkeepers. That's that's why they've been at the top. But uh, yeah, I, I just particularly with you know we've we've mentioned particularly away from home performances haven't been amazing. But we've had the the sort of uh, raw talent to kind of power past these teams with like a moment of individual skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we're gonna hit a run where those things don't come off. Where you know. Uh, and Jai doesn't score a wonder goal, or Burger doesn't muscle a man out of the way, or yeah, yeah, Bernie yeah. doesn't score from 25 yards as he did against Hull. It's not. It's not a massive over performance. Is it? Is at both ends of the pitch as well? We've. Yeah. I think we've scored 14 from open play, and XG is 11, and defensively, I think we're seven from open play. And we've only conceded four from open mm-hmm. play. Pretty, pretty minor difference at this stage, but yeah, at the same time, it wouldn't totally shock me if. I don't know, we we don't win 3-0 or 4-0 in our next home game, for example.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to drop points soon at home because everyone does. Yeah. So, um, but, we, but obviously with the, the last three away victories, I think I said it on the last pod, that we could take four points from the next two games and while there'll be disappointing results on their own, it, in the grand scheme of things, they're actually decent results.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't, have you listened to the latest Four Blades yet, actually?
1: I listened to it on my way down to work today, but I've
0: not finished it off. I, th- I think this is quite early on in it, but uh, Phil made a really good point that kind of blew my blew my mind in a way. But he's saying, "How many points have we got now?" Sorry, we have got twenty three, is it? Yeah,
1: I saw this. Yeah, sorry, I heard this. Yeah,
0: yeah. So there's thirty six games to go, uh, and he points out if you win, you know, you win twenty of those thirty six games, then you're mm-hmm. going to get up to eighty three points. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even even if you don't draw any, so if you win twenty and lose sixteen, mm-hmm. you're going to get to eighty three points, which is yeah certainly going to be good enough for the playoffs and then if you factor in you draw seven of those other 16 games then you're looking at 90 points and you're looking at at least second in the table and when you put it like that I mean that that really comes back to the win your home games draw the away games mm. you know and you from here we've given ourselves such a great start such a great platform that yeah it it is going to be all right if we drop points in a you know, a few stretches of the season. So Yeah, yeah I think what Phil
1: pointed out, again, I think, where he said about the Warmark season, where we ended that season, or the latter half of that season, post-Christmas, with pretty average, if I remember rightly. It might have got us yeah. into a playoff, but we obviously accumulated that many points before that when we were on that 10-game unbeaten run, whatever it was, and, and that's in the end,
0: what took us up. Yeah, we finished that season with 90 points, despite really treading water for... I'd say at least three months of the season.
1: I watched back that season review video when we reviewed that season and mm. they all gave you thing, God, we were rubbish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's too <laughs> for it. Yeah. Um yeah, anything else that's like a, a possible concern to you or a, a major concern at all? Uh bottom get getting England job South <laughs> Southgate carries on. Uh, no,
1: I think I think that's it covered. I think injuries is the main thing. Like I say, a bit mm. of depth in midfield. I've got every confidence that Kieran Clarke Jack Robinson Osborne all contribute once they're back Mm. I think Brewster will score soon I think it's coming and I'm really 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 positive and I don't normally feel this positive about United but whatever those injuries are still coming up then it's going to be yeah you're almost like more worried about what Heckenbottom is going to say in his press conference than the matches at the moment (laughs) that's true Yeah, and that's that's how I feel anyway so (laughs) uh, and that can't really go on if you're going to get
0: automatic promotion, I don't think. Yeah, it's like Yeah, we're, we're no longer sort of nervously checking the full time scholars, we're nervously checking what Heckenbottom said in his yeah. Thursday press conferences. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um but no, like I mean I the purpose of this this episode, I guess, I wanted to try and find a few weak spots, I suppose, to just I don't know, just sort of second guess ourselves and make sure that uh confidence in this team isn't like totally misplaced but mm. I think I don't think it is I mean I, I had to work pretty hard to find a few things there that were like you know if you were trying to make a case of why our season might fall apart <clears throat> I, had, I had to work quite hard to find a few things and some of them are things that we absolutely can't control I mean yeah you yeah, can yeah. control injuries to an extent but I don't know if you know can because we clearly we clearly haven't been capable of controlling it in the last eight two months or so mm. um but yes, optimistic in in some, and uh, that segues nicely into Birmingham on Saturday, yeah. and finally another home game. What date was our last home game? Was it Reading? So we haven't played a home game in September. We well, no, we didn't, did we? You,
1: no, we didn't. No, because my, my, I didn't go to Reading, so we're on holiday. So my last one was Blackburn, which feels like last season.
0: <laughs> Blimey! So we get a full month between home games uh, plus plus change, I guess. Yeah, when was that? The twenty yeah thirtieth of August, and obviously. First of October, we play Birmingham City. What have you seen anything of Birmingham so far this season?
1: Um, I don't think I've actually have, no. I've obviously seen the highlights and stuff. They've got a decent Mm. away record in the last few. Obviously, they beat West Brom um, 3 2, beat Preston away 1 0. Um, and I think they drew before that. I think their own records fairly poor, but their away records decent, if I have seen rightly, anyway.
0: Yeah, well. Wasn't there something about they were going to get rid of Eustace like almost immediately or something? Do you remember this at right at the start of the yeah. season?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, uh, Bowyer went just quite soon before the season started, I think. Mm. And uh, yeah, Eustace came in, but he's, he seems to be doing a good job. I've not got any co- uh, comments yet. Obviously, too early to to do that. But I think they'll be happy. I, I, I'm not. I think is it the XG? I think the fifth from bottom. Yeah, Yeah.
0: they've not been much to write home about so far, to be Mm. honest. I mean, I I think we both picked them for relegation. So, Mm. so far, so good in that regard, from their point of view, because they are 17th in the table. Um, Mm. All the uh, underlying stats suggest that they've played like the 17th best team in the league, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah, 17th best open play XG, 16th best set play XG. 19th and 20th defensively for open play and set play yeah. XG as well. Um, so, yeah, nothing uh, nothing to worry about, to be honest. like A team we absolutely should beat,
1: yeah. based and this on is how we've played it, so far. It, with the injuries and stuff like that, this is the sort of game where you, you can't... I'm not saying it's going to be an easy game. It's not going to be an easy game, and, and it won't be the biggest surprise if we lost 1-0 or something like that. But if an L is injured, it, this is where I going to ask you, actually, would you play Gordon, or would you change the tactics, or...?
0: I would like to change tactics, but I don't mm-hmm. think that we will do that. I just yeah. think so. Yeah, they, if Armadazish is injured, then we should put Basham back to right back, uh, right centre back, yeah, and find someone else to play left centre back. And that probably is Karen Gordon because we don't have anyone who could play left wing back if you put um, Norton Davis there instead. So yeah. Gordon did fine last season defensively uh, in the in those couple of games we needed him for. But I just. Can we not just play another attacker? Like just, just play four <laughs> yeah. defenders, you know? Because yeah. you've got you've got Baldock and Norton Davis, very very good defensively. You can get away with two centre backs if you are playing those two as like slightly more orthodox fullbacks, I think. And yeah, I just wait. I just lean into our strength rather than try and put another, you know, sticking plaster over a massive gaping wound, basically. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, yeah. total of our defensive injuries. Um, what about yourself?
1: I, I'm with you. I, I'd like to see that four at the back, but then again, obviously, the three at the back has been so so, so successful. And it, I, whichever whichever way he goes, he's going to get criticised if we lose, I think. I think if Gordon comes in and we play the same tactic, people say, oh, we can't mix it up. And if we do change, why has he changed it?
0: <laughs> you know, so that's the, uh, uh, yeah, the... Uh, My... My concern with going to a back four would be more, uh, sort of counterintuitively, would be more about how we attack than how we defend. Mm. Because I think I think we'd be fine defensively. Norwood has been fantastic defensively so far this season. So yeah. you've got that defensive screen in front of your defence. Egan's been really good, as you said. Basham would be fine. Those two full-backs would be fine. It's if in a four we somehow, we suddenly can't progress the ball into midfield and up the pitch... Mm. If if we can't do that, then that,
1: that is the biggest thing. As we saw, even when Aramovich were were there, he was a good defender. I think it mm. didn't work in an attacking sense uh, on that rock because he, he wasn't as comfortable running with the ball. We saw against obviously Barnsley, Gordon play there. I think that's the only own game he played. I think I'm right in saying.
0: Yeah, I think he played away at Coventry. When we got yeah, yeah we got and, and he part, played away at Blackpool wasn't. as well.
1: I've got not. I think mm. defensively, it will be it will be fine, but. Yeah. If we want to progress, as you say, especially if Birmingham are going to sit deep, which you imagine they probably will do, because I think that's what they have been doing and breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you go... This is why Bogle will fit, which he's not going to be. It'd be fantastic, because you could you know, have those two, b- Baldock and Bogle on either side. and be really confident with that. But I, I, I don't know. I think... I think I'd probably I think we should be more on the front four so I probably would go to a four personally but luckily I'm not the manager so <laughs>
0: that that would be my choice if I was making the decisions yeah. and, uh, obviously I'm not and let's see on uh, 2 p.m on Saturday and and 3 p.m how it uh, how it shakes out I suppose mm. uh yeah Birmingham very direct um they've been getting the ball forward quicker than anyone yeah. not named Millwall or Luton this season <laughs> yeah uh only Luton have had fewer Passing sequences of ten passes or more, um, but they're not very—they're not a very aggressive team. They're, they're fairly chill about pressing and winning it back. They're like towards the lower end of the table for that, so they just get it forward quickly, mm-hmm. basically, but don't particularly hassle you to win it back. Yeah. Um, there's two other players I want to mention. John Ruddy—he uh, leads the league in goals prevented so far. He's saved Birmingham uh, over four goals in ten games on uh, Optus Stats, which is. Really, quite remarkable. That's yeah. miles ahead of everyone else. And then uh, Scotty Hogan is there, uh, yes. doing the business for
1: promotion hero. Uh, mm. <laughs> I watched that game back not so long ago. Actually, the uh, the not the full match. Ipswich game, yeah, the Ipswich game. And uh, I, I really do always forget that he scored that opening goal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a bit a bit lost to the sense of time. Mm. He scored another, one. Right? I'm pretty sure he scored against Bristol City. I think didn't that's he? right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we lost three two. Yeah. Uh,
0: Solid, unspectacular championship striker. <clears throat> the the Chris Porter of the championship.
1: Yeah, I think he's doing really well for Birmingham, considering how poor... Is Lyle Taylor still there? Uh,
0: I thought he... Is he not... He's Nottingham Forest player, right?
1: Oh, did he go on loan? Well, he was on loan there.
0: Ah, right, I didn't realise that, to be fair. So well, that's good news, at least. <laughs> he's, uh... I'm pretty sure he's, he's still on um, Forest books at the moment. Uh da, 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 da. yeah it was on loan at it was on loan at Birmingham for the second half of last season but uh yeah he appears to be kicking his heels at Nottingham Forest at the moment yeah. so nothing to worry about there not
1: many people to get past at least at
0: forest <laughs> <laughs> um my my final thought this final thought so it sounds so grand <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, <My> fi-
1: <laughs> Jerry Springer over here <laughs>
0: <laughs> the final thing i've written down this week um for this episode Obviously, this was the team that we played in the first home game last season, mm. August 2021, in uh, Slaven Billage's first game as Sheffield United manager. Um, that was a del- <laughs> deliberate mistake for avoid- avoidance <laughs> of doubt. Um, I just want to mention the, the. I don't know if you've looked at this recently, but the starting 11 that we put out that day and how much we've moved on since then. I'm gonna try and guess this eleven if that's all right with you. Um, you, you are very welcome to. Ramsdale. Correct, who is gone. He no longer plays for Sheffield United. Uh, we played I'll help you how we played a back four. Back four, yeah. Well of course we did was we were Billich, <laughs> weren't it? Um Baldock. He's still here and still an important player. Left back was Osborne because he got beat for that header. It was. He would not be in our starting eleven. Egan and Jackie Longfrow. That is correct. Jackie uh, John Egan, important player, Jack Robinson. Doesn't get in our best team, I don't think. No. Even after his form last season. Um, Norwood. Yep, still important player. Sander. Yep, still important player. Black. Like, yep, who probably will not get in our best team right now if he was fit.
1: There's one here I'm not sure about. I know for a fact we played Moose, eh?
0: Yep, not here anymore. Berg. Not here anymore. it McGoldrick? Yep, not here anymore. Yes, yep, get a exactly. goal. I weren't sure if it was McGoldrick or
1: Sharp up front, Bob.
0: So I reckon out of that entire 11, only four... Make our best team mm. at the moment if they are fit. Only only four are going to play, uh, or e- even in with a chance of playing on Saturday. The mm. rest have moved on or are fringe players essentially, or, or backups is a is a fairer thing to say. Yeah. Um, what a what a wacky team that was by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it first was it. to put out, which we knew at the time. I mean, we knew that Robinson and Osborne particularly were not uh, yeah, not going to yeah, be yeah. first choices in those positions. But yeah, just so that was kind of instructive, you know. I mean, that's only what is that. It was August, so yeah, it's fifteen mm. months ago. So, excuse me, not even that, is it? It's uh thirteen months ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Evolution. Uh. And yeah, we look a lot better now <laughs> than we did then. So, even though we have a weirdly poor home record against Birmingham, I was just looking while you were talking. We haven't beaten them at home since two thousand and nine. Admittedly, one, two, three, four. We've only played them four times. Uh, at home. Since yeah. Then. One, of the, one of those were in the FA Cup as well. I think. I'm to think that,
1: the think last time we beat them. Then.
0: 2009.
1: That's, yeah. Uh, uh, 2 1. Ah, uh, we're on TV. No, uh, oh, anyway. Any idea who scored? Oh, I have it here. Danny Weber. Yes. And um, David Cotch for penalty. Very Incredible. Uh, Birmingham, Cameron Jerome for Birmingham. It
0: was an own goal, according to oh, this. I mean, not for a guess. I just thought, I, I thought we're on a roll. <laughs> Chris Morgan own goal. Uh, Cameron Jerome came on at half time for the brilliantly named Carlos Costley who I, I, don't I don't believe is a it, real person. I'd to no. no. just quickly verify his existence. Yes, a Honduran <laughs> footballer, Carlos uh-huh. Costley. Excellent. Um yes, yeah, so <laughs> I just thought that was interesting to be yeah. honest is like uh the, the the team has moved on and we look a lot better now. Yeah, um definitely. anything uh anything else you want to say about Birmingham mate or should we uh wrap it up?
1: No, I think obviously it's it, uh, they're all tough games. I think they've sold out Birmingham. Um, mm. so it should be good atmosphere and I can't wait to get back to the lane because it's been ages so
0: <laughs> it sure has and yeah we we do uh I mean we beat these away last season but um let's put one over them at home please I feel like I've I don't know I feel like I've never actually seen us beat them at Bramall Lane I, I wasn't at that game in 2009 I can remember several times in the 90s they seem to always get a Get a like battling draw against uh, us in the games that I did go to. So, uh... oh, I do remember beating them once actually when uh, Pesky Salido scored uh, a couple of goals against uh, Karen Brady's team. Oh yeah, at that point.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that one. Yeah, but that one was underwhelming, wasn't it?
0: Obviously, yeah. Yeah, it went long after it signed. I don't think Pesky Salido. Yeah. So that were a good one. Um, just before we head off, we should mention we were on the Rainbow Blades podcast this week with uh, with yeah. Dead Bat of Tufty Club Fame. Mm. Very much enjoyed uh, being a part of that yeah
1: absolutely Yeah, um i yeah give it a listen um obviously great work that they do which will which we go into obviously on the podcast itself and yeah really really enjoyed doing it
0: yeah it was uh it was it was fun talking about uh our, you know dream blades five side teams mm. and uh yeah, blades blades heroes and best managers to fly out so um yeah check it out thanks so much to uh, anna for hosting that yeah um that is the rainbow blades podcast that is out now if you want uh if you want to download and listen to that and yeah, support the great work that they do. Um, any, any other final thoughts, mate, anything to plug? No, no <coughs> uh, international roundup. Nah, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I've got a bit to <laughs> You're do. You're a busy man. It's busy
1: hard. man. I thought I'll use this as a break. Uh, now I'll be back with the Birmingham preview uh, Friday, all being well. Um you know, we have got wallet documentary out of living mainly actually. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. And really enjoyed doing that one. Um, and did, I, I, you hate
0: or not but i'm sure you'll enjoy it <laughs> I, I will be listening I've, I've got it i've got it queued up i'm, I'm a bit behind on yeah. podcast at the podcast um brilliant well that is uh roy's view from.com for the birmingham view when it drops uh, yeah living with Maidley is your podcast of course and uh, you'll follow andrew at panchero on twitter you'll follow me at blades pod and uh yeah thanks everyone for downloading and listening and as always mate Thank you very much for your time. I look forward to seeing you for a few pre-match pints on Saturday.
1: Can't wait, mate. Thanks a lot.